If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's an easy way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And there are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. See, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listening ship. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm to get started. Time for the man up. Positive motivational affirmations for men of all generations to hand up and hand out. All hands on deck, time to fan out. And reshape our community, our old ways they pan out. Situational topics. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Tavares Cook, man. Welcome to another episode of The Man of Chronicles. Listen, I'm sitting here watching Captain America. It don't have anything to do with anything, but but check this out, man. I am so excited. He called me young man, but I don't call him young man today. <laughs> A gentleman that's in the room, man, that I admire and I have admired for years. He is a man's man. Um, I've watched him raise his son from a, a young man to a grown man. He has a story to tell. And one thing about it is, is that he has knowledge to teach us. You know that we've been talking about foundations. And so in this one right here, we're going to talk about accountability. And, and building the foundation and the importance of building the foundation. So um, tell the folks who you are, sir. Uh, my name is Ulysses Fogel, <laughs> originally from Orangeburg, <laughs> South Carolina, so I'm not an Alabamian. That's all right. But nevertheless, I came to Alabama in 2005 after I had retired from the U.S. Army after 20 years of service. Okay. Retired as a sergeant first class. Uh, went in in 1985 and retired in 2005. So uh, 20 years of faithful service and uh, honorably discharged and retired right now from that. And currently working as a safety trainer for uh, Power Generation Okay. here in Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia. Okay. Now check this out, y'all. If y'all saw him, man, he looked like he's still 16. Oh, come on. All right. He looked <laughs> like he's still 16, man. But believe it or not, he uh, he's grown. That's what I'm going to say. Full grown, full he's, grown. he's grown, man. So... First, I want to say thank you, man, for just uh, allowing this time to, to spend with us on the Man of Chronicles, man. Like, this really been a long time coming. Just to kind of give you guys some background, I used to host this shed back in the day. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I remember that. And, and he used to bring his son, man. And it was always a humbling experience because it was so many musicians there that saw the, the discipline that was taught. So ever since then, I gleaned from the training and the foundation that Mr. Fogel displayed not just in his in his own kid, man, but mm-hmm. even in us because we just look up to this guy. So can you just give us your definition of accountability? With accountability, 
in many instances, some people will think it's kind of a straightforward answer. Mm -hmm. But I have a two-pronged answer for that. Okay. Accountability is holding oneself responsible Mm -hmm. for the accomplishment of a said specific goal. Right. However, when I also look at accountability, though, I have to measure those two, accountability versus responsibility. Because with accountability... I don't want to be doing something simply because I'm going to be held accountable by someone else. Right. Right. I want to do it because I'm responsible enough to do it because I know it's what needs to be done. Right. So those two basically are right there in the same vein with accountability and responsibility. And many times what we don't want to find ourselves, I give the example of speeding down the road. You're speeding, listen to the words, speeding down the highway at 55 miles an hour and the speed limit is 55 miles per hour. You top a hill, you see the cops. What do you do? We slow down. But you were doing 55 miles an hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. Right. Because the police will hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. So the only reason you slowed down was because there was an outside force right. that was there to hold you accountable. We have to dig inside to find that force to hold ourselves responsible. Right. We have to let that be an internal thing that, uh, an internal thing that we use to keep us on point because many times it's what you do when no one else is in the room that matters. That's true. I typically um, always use the analogy to the point where suppose it wasn't an authority figure around you. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, typically when I'm talking to somebody or or we having a conversation, I will always say, well... If your spouse or if your home is not in the room with you, there is a higher source that's always watching you. We still have eyes on us when there's no eyes on us. Does that make sense? Yes. And I mean, a lot of times, man, we always say, man, ain't nobody in the room with me. It's always somebody in the room with you. Absolutely. You know, I feel like it's a mindset that has to take place. You know what I mean? And, um, And once you change your mindset, then you'll be able to look at things differently. So let me, let me let me ask you this right here. When when you are talking to other men in a, in a sense of responsibility or or, or some sort, um, because I know I've come to you a couple of times. We talked. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Over over a, a cup of coffee or, or sitting outside <laughs> on your patio, you know, mm-hmm. about just manhood. You know, you have a son. I have a son. I have three three girls, mm-hmm. and and you've taught me and talked to me about fatherhood. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and from a, a husband's perspective, right. can you can you expound when you're talking to other guys about responsibility, accountability, and their foundational building process? Gotcha. The biggest thing that I key in on initially is helping them understand that others have been there, too. Mm-hmm. Because in many instances, the first thing when they when when the conversation starts up, whether it's just one of those, I call it off off the hip conversations mm-hmm. where we just talking and then mm-hmm. we get here, mm-hmm. we arrive at this place. It's mm-hmm. been ordained that we get to this place, mm-hmm. so we we arrive there. Right, right. You know, we just get there. Or if it's one of those de- those deliberate conversations where they say, "Hey, you got a chance to talk? You know, I need to right. talk about something." Right. Help them understand that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You aren't in this by yourself. And know the level of transparency at which you can share how much of your testimony right. that you can deliver. Right. Because right. everybody isn't ready for your full, uncut, unabridged, unadulterated, <laughs> right. all the way down to the nitty-gritty right. testimony. Right. So some people need it in bits and pieces, and mm-hmm. some d- depending on the situation and to whom you are talking to. Mm-hmm. And 
whom God reveals to you that you can go ahead. You need to go ahead and let this on out because it's been times where it's been stuff. I said, I am, I'm taking this to the grave with me. Right. And before you know it, I'm sharing it. And my brain is saying, what are you doing? But mm. my mouth keeps moving. Yeah. So yeah. you're letting, you have to have that level of transparency to let first and foremost, let people know, hey, this isn't something that's strange and just only you've gone through it. Mm-hmm. But now we have to go through the process of finding out where they are the in this thing. Right. Because you can't just say, okay, I've done it before. Mm-hmm. You did it. Now stop. Mm-hmm. Find mm-hmm. out the level of, okay. This is where you are right now. Let's find out where you are and what's your level of determination towards making a change. Mm-hmm. Because if we're, we, we can put in mitigating factors, mm-hmm. something to, you know, reduce this thing, mm-hmm. or we can put in eliminating factors, something mm-hmm. that we're going to do to eliminate this right. thing completely. Right. Completely eradicate it. Right. You mentioned... One word that that I, I love, I, I've grown to to love it, you know, and that is process. Can you expound on on that a little bit more, man? Because the reason why I'm asking is because I know some some people, man, they are afraid of the process mm-hmm. because of what it holds and the responsibility that comes with going through the process. You know, understand what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So can you like expound on that just a little bit more? Many times the process. The process is tedious. Right. It's a step-by-step guide that you go through. Mm-hmm. It's not immediate. Mm-hmm. It's not an instant gratification type thing, three minutes on high and I'm done. Right. When you're going through this process, with each process brings about a little bit more change. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why the process can be difficult to some mm-hmm. is because many times people are resistant to change. Right. And even if you have a slip up during the process, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you have to go back to step one. Right. Right. That means you have to go back to where you slipped up. That's right. And regroup. That's right. And continue on in the process. That's right. You have to, and and don't be not weary in Mm well-doing. You can't become tedious in this process and just because it's not moving as fast as you would like it to, Mm -hmm. that you're just going to give up. Right. We were t- alluding to, and I ain't, I'm not, um, a lot of times I'll talk about stuff that I've said before. Mm-hmm, that's cool. But um, you've heard me in the uh, song that I wrote with my son. It's called Talking to Dad. Right, right. Where it says reevaluate, mm-hmm. regroup, mm-hmm. reset, mm-hmm. and restart. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty dope song, by the way, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so if you slip up. You, you set a goal, mm-hmm. and then you pursue it. Yeah. You reach the goal, set another, mm-hmm. and redo it. Right. But if you don't reach it, please don't lose heart. Reevaluate. Right, because so many times, man, people slip up, and then they just give up. There you go. Slip up and get you know, up. Uh-uh. Slip up and get up. Right. Just get on up, man. I, I tend to, to talk about the microwave and the crockpot scenario, mm-hmm. you know, because some of us want things so fast yeah. to the point where once they get it, they don't know what to do with it. You know, um, well, you don't appreciate it. Uh, you don't appreciate yeah, it. Too quick and too Right. Uh, because it, you, you really didn't have to do anything to work for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you understand what I'm saying? It's almost like you're buying your son a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. And and you, you buy him these shoes that he wanted, 
and he didn't have to really do anything to really to get up. So so you look at him like, why is he tearing these shoes up? <laughs> you didn't have to save up to get it, right? The appreciation that that you may have for him mm-hmm. is not the same appreciation that you know. Understand what not I'm even saying? Close. Oh, absolutely. So um, gumbo and Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Just they quit. done put some work in that gumbo. Right, right. But that chicken noodle that soup, chicken man. Noodle soup, you poured it out of the can. That's it. It matched it up. Butt. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. You didn't tour over this mm-hmm. thing, right. you know. Exactly. Um, I typically talk about the importance of building a foundation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard me say this before, man, but what I typically talk about is the importance of the support of a foundation. Um, and I realized that, like, the generation that that you came up in, the generation that I came up in, we came up in a generation where I'm the head. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with it. In the, in, the first, in the first episode, I made that perfectly clear. Like, in that time, that was the ongoing thing. I'm the head of the household. Mm-hmm. And then once I got a, a better understanding on the foundation of a man, mm-hmm. and if you have a solid foundation of a man, you can build a house. Right. You see what I'm saying? Um, the analogy that I would normally use, I've never seen a house built from the top down. It's always from the ground up, you right. know. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's an easy way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and there are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. See, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listening ship. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Can you talk to us about your definition of a foundation? Foundation. We have to realize that that foundation is that on which a sound structure mm-hmm. resides. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand that with with that foundation, there's work done to establish that ground that foundation. Mm-hmm. And what we don't see mm-hmm. many times is what it took to make that foundation. Mm-hmm. First, it took dirt work. Right. It took some digging. Right. There was some stuff that we had to do down in the dirt. Mm-hmm. This wasn't just established where somebody just came by and said, just put a foundation here and they just dropped it. Right. They had to dig. They had to level it out. They had to check the soil conditions. Mm-hmm. If you're building in soft, shifting sand, mm-hmm. that's not going to stand. Then they got to come down. And guess what else they have to do to the sand? They got to beat it. Mm-hmm. They have to compact it. Mm-hmm. They have to make sure that this, the foundation itself right. is set on steady ground. Right. Even ground. Right. And you got to work to get that foundation that way. Mm-hmm. Then once you start laying the foundation, many people just see the, the, the concrete. They just see the cement. They don't see all the rebar, all that tying right. rebar, right. that iron, those metal rods, right. those thick metal rods right. that had to be tied together right. and strategically placed throughout there because there's going to come a time through the cold and mm-hmm. through the heat mm-hmm. where this foundation has to remain strong. So now you're talking about the layers of the, the foundation. La- there you go. Right. Because that foundation just isn't just some big block of uh, concrete. Believe right, me, right. Concrete. I did brick masonry work. I'm multifaceted. Man. I, I, already, I, already know you, I already know, <laughs> sir. I, I, 
I've I've heard the terminology. We gonna get back to what he was saying. Okay. Um, the terminology of what is it? A jack of all trades, but a master of none. This guy's a master of done everything that he put his hands on. Okay, so we gonna so we're just gonna gonna say that. <laughs> I, I try to do the best with what I got. <laughs> I do the best with what I got. But with that foundation, you have to literally not just lay pieces of rebar in here. Mm-hmm. You strategically tie these. But depending on the length and the width of your um, structure, mm-hmm. you have to tie these pieces of rebar together strategically at specific distances to hold up when the cold and the heat comes, when, right. that, when that desert season in your mm-hmm. life comes, mm-hmm. when that freezing cold season in your life comes. Mm-hmm. We have to prepare for those times when things aren't just all sunshine and roses. Exactly. exactly. So we have to prepare for that. And even in many instances, according to how large the structure is, you have to cut recess joints in there or expansion joints in Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. so that it can expand and contract Mm -hmm. as the seasons change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we will be going through seasons in our lives, and we have to understand that things aren't just going to be stagnant in your life. Right. If they are, something's wrong. Right. Right. We should be going. Right. I remember um, when you built your deck mm-hmm. on the back of your house. Yeah, um, I'm a builder, too. I do a little build. <laughs> <laughs> but when you was talking about that, it gave me, I, I started seeing when you was going through the process, when you was building your deck. Mm-hmm. And and see, a lot of a lot of people, man, who, who don't know anything about laying foundations, man. They don't really realize on how many layers they kind of go in with with the foundation. I typically would talk about the teal and breaking up the, the, the ground in order for the foundation to be laid. And so what I do is I kind of use that analogy concerning our own lives as men because we deal with so many things um, and we go into our marriages um, with this mindset of, okay, I got to provide, I have to make sure that I got a roof over our heads, etc. But we never look at the in-between. We just see make money, buy house, be married, and we die. Mm-hmm. Never that in-between because going back to generational circumstances, we typically talk about all right, a man is supposed to cry. He's not supposed mm-hmm. to be emotional. Right. Transparent moment. I remember I was dating this girl years ago, and she made a statement to me. She said, "You don't have feelings. You don't. You don't feel." And so, in that, the mindset of a man not having emotions has hovered over our heads for so many generations, to the point where it's just like. We're not human. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about your experiences in, because, like, you know, you got a military background as well, mm-hmm. um, your experiences of just being, now, when I say emotional, I ain't talking about walking right here crying all the time and things of that nature, man, but I do feel like that it's really okay to be transparent and vulnerable oh, yeah. when it's when, when need be. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. We can't walk around as if we're robots. We can't, and a lot of times what has happened is because of that mindset, that macho mindset that came up. I was born in 1966, and I know you was born in like what, 1962? 78. Oh, 78. Don't do me like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, look like, you, you look like about 80 something. I hey, gave man, you some you 80s. Know, and I take that, I wear that with a badge of honor. <laughs> you see what we got? You see what I'm going through? But I, hey, I respect it. I ain't gonna. Uh, no, don't shoot back. Don't fire I ain't gonna, I'm, I'm not. Because I'm about to make a good point. Okay. We've come up, I've come up through this, this time frame that men were supposed to be these hard, indestructible creatures. Mm-hmm. And what we've ended up doing 
what we've ended up doing is we've made it to a point to where that expectation has now been passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation. And now men are who are now even more so dealing with mental health issues mm-hmm. and stuff and the stigma of you ain't supposed to cry, you ain't supposed to laugh too much, you're supposed to get up, you're supposed to work, you're supposed to exist. Mm-hmm. And when we go into doing into that mode, because mm-hmm. I got into just money-making, providing mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without the emotional support and stamp um, from my wife, yeah, not saying she wasn't providing that emotional uh, support for me, right. I wasn't there to receive it. Right, I was always working. Right, right. And she had to slow me down on that. I've been married for thirty-four years now, wow. and she was the one who had to pull back on the reins and say, "Hey, baby, you you can't do it like that. Mm-hmm. No, you you we need to spend time together. Right, we need to do things together." And I had a sergeant major that told me one time he never saw a man on his deathbed wishing that he had spent more time at work. Wow, wow! If they're on their deathbed, they're wishing they had spent more time with friends, families, and their loved ones. Right. So we have to understand we can't put on this macho image of we just got to make money and do all these other things mm-hmm. because we ain't that hard. We aren't aren't developed to be just so hard to where your children don't get any good out of you. Right. Your spouse doesn't get any good out of you. Mm-hmm. Because now you've become so robotic until, guess what? Your family's moving on with all the things that they're doing, and all you're doing is bringing home the bacon. Yeah, you just existing. going yeah. back out. You're yeah. just going back and forth, back and forth. So now you're just simply, you're in an existence mode rather than a living your best life mode. Right. To where you get to enjoy some of the fruits of your labor. What's up, y'all? This is your boy Tavares Cool. Check it out. You guys just got finished listening to the first part of accountability on, guess what? The Mantle Chronicles. So make sure you tune in next week. I'm your host, Tavares Cook, and my special guest, Mr. Ulysses Fogel. You don't want to miss it. Peace. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's an easy way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And there are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. See, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listening ship. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.